get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go out to the Brown and Crippen Celebrity Line. Happy to be joined by the creator of the Zips Projection. He's Dan Zimborski joining us here on 101 ESPN. Put out the Cardinal Zips Projections earlier today. We always appreciate his time. Dan, how you doing today, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you guys all doing? Uh, doing fantastic. So I wanted to start out by asking you kind of big picture thoughts. Uh, you put out the Zips projection. You said yesterday on Twitter that Zips is a big fan of the Cardinals. What did you learn about the Cardinals through your projections? Well, that Zips really, really, really likes the Cardinals uh, the upcoming season. Uh, you can, you know, reliably project them between, say, 87 and 92 wins and never really be that wrong. Uh, but this is one of the better seasons on the high side. I was actually a little bit surprised about how aggressive it was uh, in a few fronts. Uh, so Cards fans definitely have less reason to be angry with my projections at the moment than a lot of other teams do. Well, with Dan, you've seen a lot of Zips projection for the Cardinals. Like you said, they always seem to love the Cardinals. What do you think it is about this season's Cardinals that makes it different? I, I mean, it's a, it's a simple thing in that it just really doesn't hate anyone on the team. It's just, you know, like most Cardinals teams, a very solidly built team. And even without Harrison Bader, uh, it still loves the team's defense overall. Uh, pretty much every picture has an ERA significantly lower than their fifth, and that's uh, a product of that defense. Uh, having Edmund and Arenado on that side of the infield is a pretty big deal. Uh, Zips is probably a little higher than I'd take them if you – if you rudely, you know, put a gun on me and said you have to name how many wins they have, I'd probably say like, you know, 92 or 93 because I'm conservative. But Zips thinks they're right up there with Atlanta and New York, which actually, again, surprised me just a little bit. One of the things that I was surprised by was the projection for the bullpen. It, it, based on these projections, the Cardinals have one of the best bullpens in the National League. Do you agree with that assessment? And what's what's propping that up for these projections? Well, the difference between Zips and, say, the steamer projections is Zips tends to like the middle of the card's uh, bullpen better than uh, Steamer does. Steamer thinks that uh, players like Palante and them are roughly replacement level, while Zips likes them more. Uh, I'm probably somewhere in the middle, but I, I, I think it's at least worth considering that, that Zips is so aggressive that there may be something there. Uh, now, as I always joke about, uh, it, in baseball at any time, there are fans of three teams who think they have a good bullpen and fans of 27 teams who think that they'd be contenders if they didn't have the worst bullpen in Major League history. So, Dan, since we're on the, on the 
pitching topic, I want to ask you about one that struck struck me, and it was Jordan Montgomery, because we've had a lot of discussion about the Cardinals looking for that top-end starter. If Jack Flaherty's healthy, we all believe he could get there. But I was a little surprised at the, the, the Zips projection for Jordan Montgomery. Because of what his numbers were, do you feel like that this could be a top-end starter? Uh, well, he certainly picked the times after he joined the Cardinals that would say that he is. Uh, I still think he's kind of a high-end number two starter, and he'll look better than he is simply because the Cardinals' defense is, you know, saving extra runs that he that they weren't. Let's just be honest: the Yankees were not saving uh, with their defense. Uh, there's a little interesting disconnect with Montgomery: is that you actually look at his numbers, and he probably should have a few more strikeouts than he actually gets. Um, Zips estimates based on plate discipline data how many strikeouts a pitcher should have. And Montgomery, uh, the last couple of years, is the pitcher who's most underperformed where Zips thinks he could be in strikeouts. Uh, so there is certainly still upside left from him. Uh, I, I, I've always been a fan of him. He was on my breakout list uh, in 2021, I believe. Uh, so it's certainly possible. Uh, and, of course, again, the defense will kind of help that along. Dan Zimborski is our guest here on 101 ESPN. You can check out his Zips projections over on Fangraphs. They posted earlier today for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Dan, for you, like setting aside the projections for a moment, just asking for your opinion, uh, you mentioned how Zips views the Cardinals as being in a similar category to the Mets, to the Braves, the top teams in the National League going into the season. How do you feel about the Cardinals and how they compare to what is a very good National League around them and has only gotten better this offseason? My personal feeling is they're slightly below that top tier. I think I would feel better about the Cardinals if there was kind of that one bona fide ace at the top of the rotation. A guy who you could match up to, you know, in, in game one of the World Series or in a, in a wild card series. Uh, I think they're kind of missing that. I think they have a lot of high-end number two guys. But you, you don't really have, you know, the the Jacob DeGrom at the top. Now, most teams don't have Jacob hmm. DeGrom, but I think that's just kind of the one thing that, that, that separates the Cardinals and possibly just puts them a hair behind. Uh, we talk about Braves, Mets, Dodgers, Padres. With that being set aside, Dan, on that A side of things, do you feel like this offense is in the same conversation as those top-tier teams? Uh, I, I think you can make that argument because – we, we look at it, you have two guys who were legitimate MVP candidate last season. No one are not Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, obviously, Goldschmidt won the MVP, so he's definitely a legitimate candidate. They're on the wrong side of the aging curve, but they're, they're starting so high that you, you, there's still going to be very good players this year unless disaster happens. And you look at the rest of the lineup, and there's no real awful spot. Uh, if you ask me like what the worst position would be, I might say, you know, Lars Newbar and then, you know, Jordan Walker is a rookie and that's not a bad spot in any stretch of the imagination. Most teams have a hole. Uh, it's a better or worse spot than even teams like the Yankees and Dodgers have. Uh, I would take the worst position player on the Cardinals over, uh, uh James Outman, uh, with the Dodgers or Aaron Hicks with the Yankees. So I think the Cardinals are in a pretty solid place. I think even if this team doesn't necessarily have a as high a ceiling as some of the other teams I've mentioned, I think the floor to this team is very high. Uh, the thing that one stat that I mentioned when I wrote the, the projections that has blown my mind is that in WRC plus 
The Cardinals have not ranked below 20th in the league since 1978. It's a consistent team. My God, so 45 years, basically, of being at least uh, above average when it comes to what they've done offensively as a team. That's uh, that's not bad. Uh, Dan, I did want to ask you about one, one of the things that you do over on uh, the Zips projections, and I really like that you do this, is you place the percentile outcome. So in a player's 80th percentile outcome this year, here's what they become. Essentially, hey, they had a really good year. What does that look like? You also have their 20th percentile outcome. So they had a bad year, a down year. What does that look like? And for a player like Paul Goldschmidt, that means in his 80th percentile outcome, he's basically the MVP. And in his 20th percentile, he's still slightly above league average. And it looks different for every player that you have slotted in here. For the Cardinals, though, one thing that stood out to me, and I think this fits in with the conversations that we've had about the Cardinals this offseason is, a lot of their 80th percentile outcomes are really high offensively. Like Juan Yepes, 40% above league average offensively. Lars Newtbar, 35% above league average offensively. Same is true for Tyler O'Neill and Carlson and Contreras. Do they have an abnormal number of players in your mind that have that baked in upside of if they end up hitting that 80th percentile outcome, this looks a little different than many of the other teams that you project on a, a year-to-year basis? I don't think grossly abnormal, but if you look at some of the players involved, you can see why. Like like Juan Yepes, uh, you think about what an upside season is for him, you would expect kind of that power to take off, and maybe he does hit 35 home runs uh, in a full season. I think the same with, with Tyler O'Neill. I mean, when Tyler O'Neill has been on, we have seen some pretty impressive numbers for him. Now, it's, of course, very uncertain, but that potential is still there. Uh, now, they do have definitely a larger number of players in the average team uh, of, of of guys with fairly high 20th percentile projections uh, because you, you look at the team and there, if everyone was about their 20th percentile projections, it still looks kind of like a 500 team. Uh, and, of course, not everyone is going to hit their uh, 20th percentile projections because that would be a very – very unlucky season, but I, I, I think Cardinals have to like where they are. Uh, the teams I mentioned aren't in the NL Central. I think the Brewers are the only team that can really challenge the Cardinals in any meaningful way unless there's a huge bit of luck on, on, on their side or unlucky disasters on the card side. Dan, we'll get you out of here on this. And if you aren't familiar with his work, it is great work over at Fangraphs. He puts out the Zips projections every year. He just put out the Cardinals today. You can follow him on Twitter at D Zimborski. Dan, when you look at the Cardinals pitching and you mentioned, hey, if they had a number one, I would feel a lot better about this. We've been talking about the same thing all offseason. I really wanted them to go after a Carlos Rodon, for example. They decided not to do that. Is there a pitcher that could be traded this year, conceivably, that you think fits that criteria? Is there somebody that comes to mind for you that if they became available on the trademark, you'd be like, yeah, that that's the type of pitcher that I'd like to see the Cardinals add? I think that if the if the Marlins fail to score runs again, I think there's at least a chance they start to look at, you know, hey, you know, Sandy Alcantara, he has a a team-friendly contract, he might have an absurd amount of trade value. Uh, he would be a lot of fun at the top of the, the Cardinals' rotation. I thought the Cardinals should go after Rodon also, uh, but I'm from Baltimore. I really wanted the Orioles <laughs> to get Rodon, so I wasn't rooting for the Cards to get him. 
Yeah, it, it was a strange <laughs> offseason with, with the Rodon sweepstakes. It seemed like he was always going to end up with the Yankees. Um, and that that just felt like a kind of fait accompli. Hey, Dan, we appreciate the time, man. Great work over on the Fangraphs, Zips projections this offseason. Always a pleasure to be able to speak with you about them. Hopefully we'll talk with you again soon. Always fun, guys. Thanks for having me on. You got it. That's Dan Zimborski of Fangraphs joining us here on 101 ESPN.